Now Amy Fairburn ready to go after the timeout. It is a 28-yarder for the win. The kick is on the way. It is up. It is good. And the Houston Texans knock the Bills out of the playoffs and the Bills season. Trust me. I get it. There's a lot of pain in going home empty-handed. I won't be over this until we start playing again. But the kind of pain that eats at you just makes us hungrier. But I promise you, our guys are hungry and we'll be back. And we'll never stop fighting. Winners know how to turn that pain into growth. And late last night, things heated up between the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, ending with Stephon Diggs being traded to Buffalo. Stephon Diggs is putting on a clinic now. Stephon Diggs makes a catch! They can't be stopped! It's in the same old Bills, man. We're not going to let anybody on the outside tell us who we are. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? 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 Got Tyler Croft open. Touchdown! Touchdown! Are you kidding me? They want to talk about our blue collars and our rust belts. We'll just keep faking guys out of their shoes. Oh, gosh, ankles, socks, and shoes. Go ahead. Keep calling us underdogs while we unleash our quarterback. Let them do all the talking Josh Allen's been incredible. It's a thing. It's becoming a superstar thing. Finding a way. Finding a way. Tell us we can't stop the best, that we won't meet the moment, and we will find a way. Takes over. Down the middle, picked up. Picked up by Jordan Poyer in the end zone. Intercepted by Terrence Johnson in midfield. Running down the right sideline, he's going to score. This year, there's no in the hunt, backing in, settling. No, no, we're not showing up to the playoffs on a guest pass. We're writing our own ticket. Easiest way to playoffs is winning your division. That's our mindset, that's our goal. So we'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might be chilly. It's actually not going to be as chilly as they advertise. About a balmy 30 degrees in Orchard Park on Sunday. Super wild card weekend. Let's get it going. Uh, Will, Ashley, Donald's joining us from New Jersey. Uh, guys, what a week it was. What a week it's going to be. What The next few days, I'm already shaking in my boots. Um, we got a lot to talk about, so let's dive right into it. Um, uh, let's just talk about the slaughtering of the fish. I don't even want to say squish the fish. <laughs> they straight up got slaughtered. Um, the Bills went out there and they balled on Sunday. And I, I think it, it – I kind of felt bad. We were running up the score at one point, but you know what? How many times has that happened to us in past years? I don't feel um, bad at all. Zero because <laughs> of exactly that. Like it's happened to us so many times in the past. So why can't we do it to other teams? You know what? And that was our backups. So that wasn't even yeah. the starters doing that. So that that tells you how bad this team was. Very true. Don. Man, they you know, Will knows they they caught the fish on the boat, filleted and everything. Tried to <laughs> Who had, had the biggest fish on the boat? All of that. Yeah, competition. It was crazy, man. I mean, watching the game. I, to be honest with you, I ended up turning it off. I turned to another game, um, just because it was like, yo, this is a done deal with Pittsburgh. So I started watching Pittsburgh. I was watching other games. Like this is terrible. You could have went around the horn by the time Sunday was over. I mean, I I actually was. I kept telling my fiance, I was like, switch the game, put on that. Um, 
what was the game that we – oh, yeah, Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Uh, I was like, put that game on. At least yeah. it's close. The game somewhat means something a little bit to us, a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, they kept on a absolute slaughter. I mean, that was rated R on Sunday. Um, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. I was kind of upset that Fitz couldn't play. Um, me, I was, too. me too. <laughs> I, was kind of, I, was, I was upset that he couldn't play because, you know, it, it would have made the game not that you want the Dolphins to win, but just with him playing, trying to win to get into the playoffs against the old team where everybody loves him. It just would have made the game a lot more exciting to watch. But once he couldn't it play, it was like, oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> right. And he's got he, – he got the COVID. Um, and it's it's unbelievable what this team and, – and well, first of all, and, and why we have Don, because we only have Don for a little bit. I want to just bring up Tua Tungo Vailoa, as, they, <laughs> as they've been joking about. Is this kid good? Is he going to be good? It's – he he looked awful down the stretch. You, you had to bring Fitz in in Vegas just to barely save your playoff chances, and he – Fitz does what Fitz does, and – Comes out there, pulls off the Fitz magic, and then uh, this past week, Tua just looked awful, and he had he had no safety net. It was Tua or nothing on Sunday, and it, it was nothing. But Tua was out there. Yeah, it was um, it was rough. Like when you get into a situation like that, you got a young quarterback in a situation where you know the Bills go up so early. So now you know that they have to throw the ball to get back into the game. So now the defense is like, he's not going to run around because he has to throw the ball. They got to score. And so yeah. they just pin their ears back, and now they're coming after him. They put a lot of pressure on him. He's And once you do that, it confuses him. He's such a young quarterback. I think he's going to be good. Um, I think he's going to be able to make a lot of plays in this league if they can really keep an offensive line in front of him, keep some weapons around him. He obviously can, he can make some things happen with his legs. I mean, you, you got to be excited about him moving forward down there, but he's young and he has a lot to learn in this league. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Bills defense is playing lights out right now, and we've been waiting for that all year. And so, as you guys see, my son, will you stop? Um, <laughs> he, uh, I think they, I think Dolphins fans down there should be really excited about him. It's just going to take some time for him to learn. I, I, I think I you know looking agree. at looking at Tua the way he played that game, he he is definitely your typical young quarterback coming in the league with a lot of weight on his shoulders because you know all of Florida was singing the Tua 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 the whole freaking time they put him in, <laughs> and you know when they jump on the bandwagon like that, you got to remember, man, the kid is young. He's about to be put into a lot of situations where he's looking at a lot of defenses he's never seen and definitely never played against. And uh, he's making comments about, you know, the NFL versus college. Well, you know, hey, welcome to the NFL, man. You got four two four three speed coming at you with them DBs and the linebackers, you know, coming to smack you out the box. And and that's a lot for a young quarterback. So that throw that puts him into a lot of situations where, you know, he makes horrible throws. You know, he, he runs maybe out of the pocket when he shouldn't sometimes. And he's making plays that you would expect out of a young a young quarterback. But I think he will evolve and he will be a good quarterback. Um, as long as he, you know, really learns his reads and really uh, stays on top of his game. You know, teams, organizations do quarterbacks disservices when they, um, you know, I think Flores is going to be down there for the next few years at the very least. And so I think he's going to be able to learn under the same coaches. One of the issues you had in Buffalo for so long, you kept changing coaches, you kept changing coordinators, 
And when you have young quarterbacks, it's hard to learn like that because you need to – when you're on the football field, you need to just be able to go out there and play as fast as you can play. And when you're not sure about what it is that you're supposed to do and every year you're changing systems, everything becomes muddy because it's like, yo, last year when they blitzed, when they blitzed two linebackers, this guy was hot. This year is not. It's like there's so much going through your mind. And so hopefully if they can keep the same coaches around him and keep weapons around him, he's going to be okay. Um, yeah, and I so, mean – There you go. Oh, sorry. We, we've preached consistency throughout the years, you know, with Josh Allen. You, you kept Ryan Dable here. You kept uh, Ken Dorsey as the quarterback's coach. You've kept consistency within the offensive line. And I think that's truly a testament to what Josh Allen has developed into. I mean, you, you have everybody staying in place and just him taking his time to develop. And you see this incredible year that nobody expected from Josh Allen. And I think that just speaks to the culture that, you know, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean have really built there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, so, it's so crazy with those two. When they came in, I remember Bill's fans were so starved just for wins and <laughs> just for like a playoff berth, you know. And so when they came in, it was just like culture, culture culture and people are like yo forget the culture like get some good players in here and then they traded away a lot of good players and people right. are like yo what is going on here what are y'all doing right now all y'all preaching is culture you gotta have some dogs on the field and um <laughs> you know now you see exactly what it is they were preaching is now come it's, it's come to fruition everybody's been saying you know you backdoored into the playoffs the first year last year you know you had a good run at it and now you win the AFC East. But now, how do you take it to the next step? And that's the culture that they're trying to build. Um, you know, I always tell people, when I left and went to New England, I remember when they picked me up from the airport, they literally said to me in the car on the way to the hotel, you know, we know we're going to win the division. We know we're going to be in the playoffs every year. It's now, it's, it's always about getting over the hump. And that's the culture you're trying to build a team that knows they're going to be in the playoffs every year. Like you expect every year to win. And so you go out every day, and you work like that, like winners do. And, and that will get you to the playoffs. But now how do you get to the next level? And, and now you're going to be going up against those teams that have been there before, you know, obviously you got the Colts coming in this week, but then once you get into the further rounds and you might have a Pittsburgh or you might have a Kansas city I mean, these are teams that are not all talented, but they have players that have been there for battle-tested, and how do you beat those teams in the playoffs? Because the playoff football is totally different than regular season. And right. I think a lot of people underestimate, too, what Pittsburgh's capable of. I mean, Pittsburgh, yeah, they haven't looked great this past month, but they're still coached by Mike Tomlin, and they still have Big Ben as their quarterback, and they still have a, a monster for a running back and a monster out wide in Juju Smith-Schuster. So – Pittsburgh, yeah, maybe they didn't have the greatest December. Actually, they had an awful December. Um, but they're still the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've still been there. Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, this is a team that is definitely capable of putting on a performance that could compete with the Bills, and that defense still is good. I know they're missing guys, but um, it's definitely a defense and definitely a team as a whole that, as the Bills, I would definitely say, you know what, we got to look out for these guys. Let's not – look back and, and what we did against them on Sunday night. Let's let's prepare and, and definitely um, try to grasp the fact that, hey, this team is tough. 
Um, Don, why are we hey, still you know, have man, you? you? You can you can look at that like Pittsburgh and, and KC and all those teams. You, you have names up there of teams that have won some games. But you have to look at how those teams won those games. A lot of those games they won, <laughs> they didn't really just get in there and blow teams out. I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh's been playing crappy all year, to be quite honest, even when they had that big record. They, they yep. have been playing like that the entire season, barely winning those games. Kansas City was doing the same thing. Mahomes throwing more interceptions than he's ever thrown in his life. I mean, you have things out there that other teams are doing that the Buffalo Bills, the way that we're playing, can capitalize on. The Bills, when you really look at it, and everybody has to agree, like those boys look like they've won six Super Bowls already. I mean, they are playing yeah. with yeah. Some serious, strong composure on that offense finally. And that was our big downfall last year and all the other years. We couldn't score the points. We could stop anybody in the world but couldn't score the points. Now we're putting up 35, 40, 55. I mean, we're putting up points against good yeah. defenses. So I love those odds and those chances. Two points shy of the record, two odds on the, the they, they play right now. They're playing championship football right now. Um, they, they need to stay healthy as they get into these games. Obviously, you got to put it all on the line. But when you go into the playoffs, you need everybody to be able to stay healthy. And you know, the key is the Bills until the, the until the um the actual championship round, everything's gonna come through Buffalo. And so with that right. being said, it's like you know, you, you gotta use that regardless if there's you know ninety thousand fans or seven thousand fans in the stadium, the weather, all of that stuff matters. And you use that to your advantage and to being in Buffalo, um, not having to travel, all of that stuff and and go out there and just play how you've been playing all year and don't get tight, any of that stuff. Go out there and just have fun. And they have fun the same way they've been doing all year. They're going to go out there and they're going to keep play. flossing your teeth on the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. Like, have fun. You know, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, and, you know, when you when you're playing like that, you're gonna go out there and just and blow teams out. Um, it's gonna be fun to watch, man. I'm 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 really excited about it. This is the first home game since since when? 95? 90, 96. Okay. 96. Okay. Guys, so hang on one first second. Home game I'll back. Since then, um, so that's that's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. You know, I wish I wish I could be up there. Yeah, that's gonna be an epic game, man. When you Indy coming in town this week now, mind you, Indy's can't sleep on any. I mean, they sling nope. that ball, man. I mean, they got a good backfield. I mean, they they've got a good team. But I just feel that Buffalo, if they play the way they've been playing, now they had a slow start against Miami this past week and made me nervous. But uh, something clicked in their head, man, and they turned on the juice, got up on them quick, and then the second string and third string came in there and just wiped them up, you know. So. They got. They have to come out the way they came out in the, in the second quarter and the way that they've been coming out and just bury these teams right away. Don't let them hang around because those later rounds, like Don said, when you get into the later rounds with more experienced teams, if you let them hang around, they're watching you. They know they're within one or two touchdowns. They had that one-two punch experience to get over in those games. One hundred percent. You know what I don't like, man. I don't know. I don't know. Why the Bills always get the end of the stick, man? But it's like they always end yeah. up with that. Like they play at one o'clock. It's like why? Why couldn't they get the four o'clock game? Why couldn't they get the eight o'clock game? Like give us the prime time game. We've been playing like I the, said best the same the league all thing. year. Exactly. So give us the one o'clock game. That's a BS. And I, I will say this: I was shocked by the one o'clock game. Just in, in a couple of regards. One, the Bills are thirteen and three, arguably one of the best top 
four or five teams in the NFL. Um, and two, this could potentially be Phillip Rivers' last career game. That's another reason why I was shocked and in, in a, probably a future Hall of Famer going out at, at, at a, during a one o'clock game. Maybe it was a, a thing to keep the ratings high. Maybe it was the draw. I mean, you think Fox had to go NFC, so the four, the 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 Seattle game had to be a, had a, had to be at four o'clock. Right. Um, yeah. But Washington Bucks. I mean, Brady's still beating us, man. <laughs> He's beating us in in one aspect or another still. Um, but. I don't know. I was frustrated by that too. But then again, you look at the Ravens Titans game. That's one o'clock on, on Sunday. Um, they really yeah, but, they, that, but, but that's really Ravens Titans. We talking Buffalo Bills, man. That's been red hot across the league. That Ravens anytime Titans. Anytime you get Stephen, hey, listen. Anytime you get Stephen A. on your side, you did something. He's like those Buffalo yeah. Bills, man. You got it. You know when you start getting him talking for your squad, you know you're doing a little something because he criticized everybody and everything, man. Well, just like Colin Coward too, just recently. Uh, Don, why we have you? Because I know you. I know you got to go. Um, there's two questions I, or two points I wanted to bring up with you and get your opinion on. One, uh, Brian Dable. Obviously, he's getting looks. The Chargers and Jets already reached out for an interview. Um, you played in the league. Obviously, you played the game of football uh, in multiple different aspects, college, pros. Um, what does it mean to keep a guy like Brian Dable here and not um, have to kind of get used to another offensive coordinator potentially down the line, uh, keeping Dable, a guy that's worked with Josh Allen here over the last few years? Man, the hardest thing with winning is, is keeping guys around. That's literally right. the hardest, especially in the NFL. Um, you see it in, you see it you see it more in the NFL than, than you see anywhere. Um like the NBA, you know, those guys will go to a team to actually win and then they'll stay there, like the Lakers, you know, they'll they'll get guys to right. stay. But in the NFL, you have people gotta remember and and speaking from a player's aspect, you always gotta remember that most of the guys in the NFL are not getting paid millions of dollars. And so when you're on a winning team, it's like everybody wants you and everybody's going to offer you more money just because you were on that team that was winning last year. And they, you know, once they watch the film, it's like, oh, he had a big part in that. Let's go ahead and offer him. So it's so hard to keep players. But then when you're a coach on a winning team and you're a coordinator, like the offensive coordinator on a team where you just develop the quarterback into what he is right now versus where he was coming out of college and there were so many questions about him. Um, you're going to get every team in the league that has an open position that's going to be knocking at your door, you know, and it's so hard to keep those guys. And everybody obviously wants more. Like everybody wants to be a head coach. Everybody wants, I mean, you have certain guys that are like, nah, I'm just cool being a coordinator. But for the most part in life, you want to do more. And so, you know, he's going to get those opportunities and he might end up staying and he might end up leaving. And then there's nothing that the coach staff, the players can do about that. It was going to come and it's going to be a lot more guys that are going to leave this team this year. And that's the hard part about next year. How do you come back after playing and whatever, however it ends up this year, how do you come back and do the same thing next year when you have so many guys that have left this organization? And trust me, it's going to happen. What do you I think, think about that will be a critical key part Oh my God! Everything yeah. that's happened here, you know, I got it. The players are playing the game, 
But the behind the scenes work and the developmental part, you know, that comes from that boot, I think this year has been critical down to the play calling. Um, because we have to all agree that that play calling is 180% better than it's been. You know, that we could have called all the plays last year, every single day. Oh, here we go. About to run right. Oh, here we go. About to run up the middle. <laughs> Again, even though we just got stopped 18 times, we're going to run right through the same hole. You know, like, so we've changed all that. And um, that is becoming a way of life in Buffalo. Losing that position, I think, will be critical for us. And, and like Donald said, you know, if we start missing other pieces to this puzzle that's been so great for us, that it's not that it'll send us into a total rebuild, but those are critical pieces that have to be addressed. And I definitely you know, think it's, it's – go ahead, Don. It's, it's, critical, it's critical pieces that – first of all, those critical pieces of this thing is, is Josh Allen is going to be wanting some money here soon. And you look at a Pat Mahomes and what he just got. He might not get five hundred million dollars, but whew, he gonna demand some money. On that what do you show. think he'll I, get? Honestly, oof, man, we we talked about this. First, first of all, first of all, you you I don't think you want to. Depending on what happens in these playoffs, don't let them go deep into the playoffs or possibly Super Bowl or beyond. You're gonna have to pay him now. Like you don't want to wait. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's in what year three or something. You don't want to have right. to wait until his contract year no. because now you're talking about having a guy who's probably not going to sign because he wanted to sign his deal already and you waited till now. And so now he wants to see what he's going to get on the open market. Not that he ever wants to leave Buffalo, but shoot, everybody wants to be courted. <laughs> and right. when you're a free agent, a hot free agent, you're going <laughs> to get courted. You're going to get teams like, yo, we'll fly you in on a private jet. Let's do whatever it is that we got to do here. Um, and then you're, you're in a situation where now you're franchising your quarterback like Dallas, you know, and then the guy gets hurt. And it's, it's just you don't want to come into that situation. You want to go ahead and lock that guy up. But what is it, like right. you said, what does he command? It's going to be a couple hundred million dollars. Over how many years? I don't know. But it's going to be a couple hundred million dollars That's just based off what Pat Mahomes got. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's, it, it's not going to be anything shy of 150. I see it being north of 200 million. And it might be for a six or seven year deal or something like that. And it might be more depending on how these playoffs work out. You got him, you got a guy like um, Milano. He's going to want yeah, his right. money. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's on the open market and he's a huge part of that defense, a huge part of that defense. So you have guys now coming up on contracts that gonna, they're going to want big, big money. And, and how does that play out? Do you have guys that are like, yo, we'll take less to keep on winning? Typically, you don't get that Tom Brady situation. Not everybody is is married to Giselle. You know what I mean? Like guys want their money, true. and they right. go out there and they don't get their money. You know what I mean? So it's just what it is, and, and it becomes hard. How do you how do you replace those guys? It, it's so it's so difficult. But the Bills are about to be faced with a situation. It's so different than when the Bills were winning back in the '90s. Free agency wasn't what it is now. So those guys right. stayed. It's like, yeah, I got drafted by the Bills, and you stayed there most of your career. Now, nah, I'm going to get my money on the open market because the money's too big. And, and right. Don, one more question I want to ask you because I know I know you got to get going here. Uh, Stephon Diggs obviously broke pretty much every record in the book this year. Came in from Minnesota, a guy that was talked about this off season. Um, about being quote unquote a locker room cancer, and then he comes in here, does what he does, has a record breaking season, has a season unlike pretty much any Bills wide receiver um, in the last twenty years since Molds. Really, um, 
talk about his play and what he brings to this team. I, I know I, I've asked you this before, but um, he's a catalyst on that offense. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I mean, it's, it's rare that you get a wide receiver as like kind of like the heart and soul of the team. Um, just because wide receiver, you know, wide receiver is the sexiest position in the game. Really, the divas on the field, wide receivers and corners. Um, but to Stefan Diggs is really like the heart and soul that he he's made such a big difference in in that locker room and on the field. He makes so many plays on a consistent basis where you're like, yo, how did he just make that play? But he, he makes it look easy and it's in like key moments where it's like, all right, they're not playing well right now. We need a big play, and boom, here you go, Stefan Diggs. And then when he gets hot, it's like he just made another play and he just made another play. And he just he really is like the heart and soul of the team. Um, that hopefully they can keep him happy um, for a long. And I think he is happy. You had a situation in Minnesota where he he was really supposed to be the number one wide receiver. They brought over Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins grew a liking to Adam Thielen, and Thielen was his guy, and he threw it to him all the time. And so he's like, yo, I'm trying to be that dude. And everybody, especially wide receivers, everybody wants to be the man. It's just what it is. Everybody wants their money, and they want to be the man, especially when you come in the late rounds. You want to prove that I'm that dude. And so he was unhappy, and he found himself out of there. But I think he's happy in Buffalo. And and winning, winning helps with that. <laughs> if they weren't winning True. this year, it would be the same Definitely. thing it was in Minnesota. <laughs> I think that if these boys, Don, I think that if these boys, first, second-round playoffs, you know, we all praying for this Super Bowl. If it didn't happen and we just – at least got close to the show. I think all these boys believe they can get there. And I'd love to see them all come back. Contract-wise, we'll see how it work out on paper, man. Because like you said, all, the, all these boys are looking for a payday. And you can't pay everybody. Exactly. You can't. So that's what the issue is going to be when it boils down to it. But if we run this back, if we didn't get to the show this year, we're damn sure being the next year. Because we're about to own the AFC, man, for probably the next few years. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like how the tables turn and if the Bills. I think everybody in the AFC is looking at the Bills right now, like yo, they actually can run this thing for the next few years. Just just with the, right. the coaching staff, the GM, what they're able to do in the draft every year, drafting key guys that become starters and become huge players, and then you make huge trade for a guy like Stephon Diggs, who like you said was quote unquote a cancer in the locker room. But he wasn't a cancer; he just was unhappy. Yeah. Just, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get an un, you get an unhappy player like that. It's easy in. to get. There's a big difference between being a cancer and a competitor. Yeah, you know somebody who was really. I right. tell you what, Kobe Bryant and tore up many locker rooms. You know, back in the day, Michael Jordan. I mean, hell, back in the day, Andre. I was talking to Jim and Thurman and them at the Big Tree, and they used to fist fight, man. You know, in the <laughs> locker room because they want to win. Yeah, I don't think um, people really understand how competitive the top top athletes are. Like you have you have guys in the league to make it to the to the pros, you have to be competitive. To be the best in your position, you have to be the ultimate competitor where nothing else in life matters. And so you had guys like Kobe and Jordan, and LeBron's a little bit different. He he's he's in a lot more than just just that but you can tell he's he wants to win all the time but right. you have those like a brady he's got to literally do anything to win 
and they don't care. Like it's not about making friends. It's about us going out here to work. The friendships right. will come down the road. We're done after we win all these championships. We gonna have fun. But in right now, we gotta get this. We gotta get get done what we gotta get done. We can all get paid. And once we retire, we can go ahead and play golf. We can go fishing with Will. Do all that stuff. <laughs> we can go fishing with Will. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's how it is. And and he wasn't. He's a, he's a competitor. He wants to show and prove that he's the man. And I think he has definitely proved that. Nobody. He's you know top three. I, anybody across the league, national reporters or whatever, are gonna say, "Yo, Stephon Diggs is top three receiver in the league." Not just talking stats. The actual receiver and how you look at him and compare him, he's going to be top three in the league. That dude falls out every week. He comes to play, you know, and now you right. get John Brown back. I mean, you're going to get Cole Beasley back hopefully this week. You got weapons. You know, one thing that scares me before I get off is the run game. And that's just because they, they don't have a consistent run. They don't have that guy that would, like, break away speed. You know what I mean? So they, you, find them, you find them throwing the ball 30 35 times a game, which it, it gets to be a little dicey in Buffalo when you're doing that in, in January, you know, just because right. of the weather. They, they're used to obviously playing in that weather, but anything can happen. It starts snowing, raining. It, you just never know. You need to be able to run right. the ball and play clock game when you're in the playoffs against other teams that have good offenses as well. You know, but we'll see how it works out this week. We'll yeah. see. Well, Don, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Super wild card weekend uh, coming up, and hopefully, hopefully, we get you back on this season to talk about more wins and not a season recap uh, per se. Yeah, I was going to try to come there and go to the game, man, and I, I contacted some people, and they was like, "Hey, you got to do some COVID testing." And I was like, "Yeah, nah, I'm gonna just watch it from the couch." it's not good for you right now (laughs) yeah i'm like nah i'm cool man i i I just watch it from home listen to the commentators i'm good now they hit up on down to tampa oh you're gonna catch me down there i oh yeah (laughs) yeah no doubt yeah we go to tampa man hey i'm there quick fast and in a hurry everybody will be down there uh, you know how Buffalo Bills fans travel. COVID Everybody won't be a thing if the Bills are in the Super Bowl in Tampa. Okay. Just for two days, that's yeah. it. And then it'll nah, start I'll be up. that dude over there with these glasses on and a gas mask. However I got to go, I'm there. <laughs> Will's going to come in a full suit. Will's going to be wearing that, like, that, uh, that suit that bee catchers wear. And they just have like, yeah, the, little, the little mask on it and they're full. Oh, my God. I, I can picture it. I've probably already got one ordered on Amazon or some shit like that. Right. Oh, boy. Hey, Don. Hey, Fredo, what about uh, Don's three keys for this game? Yeah, Don, three keys real quick before you log off. Uh, three keys to the game. Shoot, score points like you did last week. Um, I haven't really had a chance to, to – I think Phillip Rivers is a guy who will throw a lot of interceptions. This defense needs to come up with needs to come up with some turnovers. They've been playing indoors all year. Um, so I think, you know, the weather could – even though you're saying it, it's, it could be a balmy 30 and whatever, uh-huh. you never know. You, yeah. <laughs> you never really know what it's going to be. Um, and so yeah, I think a weather is a key. I think getting turnovers, getting pressure on Phillip Rivers and causing turnovers is the main key really to this game. And getting your run game going. I think that's important. That might have been four. Yeah. Who's yeah. counting? It might have been. It might have been four, but I think they're they're valid points. Um, but Don, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and um, go Bills. And 
I'll talk to y'all next week. I'll holler at you. We're going to see how this thing plays out. And uh, next week. All right, Don. Appreciate it, man. All right. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Holla. Peace. Don signing on from New Jersey there. Um, A big game this week, guys. I mean, we are literally 70-something, 80-something hours away uh, from kickoff at Bill's Stadium. It's going to be weird calling it that. Um, So, Fredo, you get to go. Will, I do get to go. Nah. No, you didn't get to I go. I actually okay. haven't decided. If I could, you know what? I might I might actually I got uh I hit up my boy today. He's like, yeah, I could probably get you one. But uh, you know, there's so many things around it, man. The whole COVID test thing. I I just don't feel like going through that whole mess thing. I just get COVID tested too much. I don't feel like dealing with that. See, you know I what? thought about it's it. Sacrifice on the take. <laughs> I thought about it. Well, I was in the group that I was in that 230 group that was the first group that didn't get any tickets. So like I was re- I was like this close. And I was thinking about it. And then my mom was like, well, you know, this is like a once in a life, like you gotta go. She goes, I will pay for whatever I need to pay for for you to go. Because she got to go to the Super Bowl in Pasadena. She got to see the Bills when they were good. She goes, I yeah. know you never have. So That's next cool. week, if this rolls around yeah. and we're the first ones up, you can bet your ass my I'm gonna be in that. <laughs> hey, if they win this week and then we get another, yeah, I'm on that game. I'm not missing two <laughs> playoff games. You know, I'll tell you, you never know how it's gonna go down. So if this is the last hurrah, I want to be in the stands, like you know, putting my little two cents in. That's a fact. <laughs> I think too, if they if this goes well, if this goes well this week and they could do it. I could see them maybe upping that number to nine or ten thousand fans. The stadium is big enough. It's I, less than ten percent. I know. That's ridiculous. I, I could see them doing well. It's ten percent if you don't count suites. So there's only sixty-seven thousand seats in the stadium, but a, that's what a sellout entails. And then the suites, you got them at another probably five or seven thousand seats. Right. So it, it doesn't. And and those are all the reds too. So you're looking at literally the blue seats. That's it. Um, so it is ten percent of those. But if you look at the big, like the full stadium, I could see them maybe jumping up to ten percent of the full stadium. Um, fingers crossed because that told- gives everybody a better shot. I was actually, I told everybody, there's no way I'm going. I had a one o'clock time slot on Friday and. In the morning, there was rumors that there, there were still tickets, and I was watching the Bills' Twitter, and they didn't say that they were sold out yet. So at one o'clock, I'm I'm literally just I'm like I go on it first, and it says there's there's no there's no tickets left, and I just kept like going back and forth, and finally I get in. I'm like, holy mackerel! There's and there was like a good amount left at like one thirty when I finally got in, um, and then they sold out at like one fifty five. I was yep. like, that's insane. I was the two thirty time slot. Oh, my friend, my my friend Chris was, and I don't know how he he said he has seniority, but his time slot was six, and I, I don't know how. I I think in terms of the whole seniority thing and, and who got in where, I think something might have been botched up. I don't know. I believe that as well. <laughs> I I there's definitely some issues there. Um, I, I heard some people, and then again, it's. Was their email correct in the system? Did they change their email? Did they change anything recently? Some people I saw on Twitter were complaining because they have 37 years seniority and didn't even get an email. Um, but you got to wonder if you're 37 years seniority, 
did you change your email and you just forgot? Did you have, yeah. Do you have and the right they, email on there? <laughs> that's the one thing that hey, I definitely. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, look what's going on with all of this. I'm just happy anybody can go to this game. Yeah. That's at least yeah. a start. So does that way, if the next playoff game rolls around and we, you know, win and get to play again here, we we can double that number up, man. Cuomo, he will let more people in the stands as long as people behave and don't go doing crazy stuff, you know, outside that stadium, man. If you don't have a ticket, stay at home. Don't be yep. making it bad for don't everybody. Stay right. home. Yeah, stay, stay home, home man. Do a little party with your, with your people at home. But don't mess it up for everybody because if we get incidents like that, he'll definitely shut us down, you know, for anything well, else. I do know, too, and this is in the in the works, um, Chippewa, and I know they're supposed to be making an announcement tomorrow. Chippewa is shutting down Saturday, and they are going to have outdoor like setups where each restaurant is going to have tables, and there's going to be two 15 foot long TVs in the street. Um, no, that's actually cool. Screens. That's pretty dope. But you need reservations in advance. That I do know. The city's supposed to make an announcement about this tomorrow. Um, the mayor said he's all in. Um, to make it happen. But then again, the number, like, obviously, yes, he said reservations. You're, you're probably going to need to have a ticket in some way, shape, or form, even if it's free, to just get in. You're probably, because they got to monitor. I mean, you can't have the entire city of Buffalo come to Chippewa right now. No. Um, <laughs> so, and so that's going to be something, uh, obviously, you can watch it at home. I was saying, too, if it was a night game and I wasn't going to the game, I was going to put my projector in my backyard, have some friends over. And I mean, it's going to be 30 degrees outside. You could do pretty much anything in 30 degree weather in Buffalo. Heck, I was wearing shorts yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you could do anything in that weather. That's that's like summer here. Um, I mean, this I just weather, low key, low-key kind of wish they did not give us the 1 p.m. on Saturday. Game. Oh, my like, God. We get the first game, which is great. But that is the only time slot where my work schedule was totally like take. I could have done the four, the eight. All of Sunday, uh, I'm like, I, I'm I'm bummed about that. And Don talked about that. Don expressed his frustrations about that too. And it, it, when you look at the schedule of games, the the AFC really got screwed. Um, which is insane to me. Just seeing the fact that the AFC is as good as they are this year, and the right. NFC is not as good. Um, I, I mean, it, all I can say is this: one. Thank God we're not that game on Nickelodeon. Yep. Um, and two, honestly, I'm kind of happy we're the one o'clock game on Saturday because I'm already I've been stressed out since Sunday, um, and we're only at we're it's only Tuesday here, guys. Almost Wednesday. Almost. <laughs> it feels almost like it's Wednesday. so much sooner. But I've been stressed out now for two days. But that's the only reason why I'm happy. I, I hate that the NFL gave the Washington football team a primetime game. That makes no sense. Um, but no sense. But honestly, that, I think part of it has to do with the fact that the NFC might be a little more competitive and the AFC games are probably going to be blowouts this weekend. That's probably why they did what they did. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not an expert or anything, but that would be my guess. They're expecting a Bills blowout of the Colts. So, and I'm here to tell you, Fredo, if you're stressed about this right now, we're about to be stressed for a whole month. I know. It's oh, I know. Trust me. I, <laughs> hey, you I'm, know what? I'm, I'm not expecting a Bills. I'm not expecting a Bills blowout Neither of the Colts. Like, I think that, you know, Phillip Rivers, man, he is going to throw some interceptions because that's kind of like in his name. But <laughs> he's going to be throwing that ball to some wideouts, man, that can catch that ball. They got a decent running game. I mean, 
they're going to come here to play. Buffalo yeah. has to play consistent like they've been playing. Um, spread that ball around, man. Use these wideouts like we've been using them. Keep that defense honest. But we have to respect the fact that they have a gunslinger back there, man. The boys oh, yeah. still got some yeah. fuel in the tank. I mean, Philip Rivers, again, this could is this his swan song? Is this his last game of his career? We we don't know. Um, it's going to be yeah, definitely um, – that's going to be – I don't want to say interesting, but that's that's going to be a storyline. Is this is this Philip Rivers' last game of his career? Um, Indy's a good team, coached by a former Bill, Bill's legend Frank Reich. Um, many of you guys know this. We're two days off from the one year anniversary of the one year anniversary or the one year anniversary, uh, the anniversary of the game, the comeback game against the Houston Oilers. Um, it's January almost like 3rd. it was written. Like in the stars or something. Like, okay, so we swept the AFC East. Now we're gonna play, you know, the Colts, who used to also be in the AFC East. You're going against the guy who was your quarterback in the comeback game. Like, they couldn't have written this storyline better for this season. Like, we're able to uh, just—it's crazy to me. Just exercise so many demons this year, and just you know, get it all out of the way. Now the next one is this playoff. This home playoff, we haven't had a home playoff game since 95. And we haven't won a playoff game in how long? Uh, I believe that's 99. Yeah. 99, I think. Mm. We're gonna bring my we're gonna bring my cousin Vincent on in a minute. And he's like the records like guru. He knows everything in regards to Bill's records. Um, so we're, he actually is gonna break down all the records that were broke on Sunday. There was a lot of them. Oh my god, um, so many. I, I wanna just really quick before we bring him in, um, Josh Allen talked today, actually, uh, about what this game means compared to the Houston Houston game last year. Um, And, Will, what are you doing, man? Um, Josh Allen talked today about – Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Just leave that where it is. I only have 1% on one phone. Oh, Oh, God. Do you want me to put you over there? No, just leave me on backstage oh, okay. until this one dies. Okay. Um, so, basically, really quick, Josh Allen uh, talked today about the Houston game last year, obviously a heartbreaking loss in overtime. What What is he taking away from that game, bringing into this week against Indy? Take a listen to, to what Josh had to say, uh, courtesy of Matt Bove from Channel 7. I think the main lesson was not to press, understand the situation that we were in. Um, obviously, if I can go back and change things, I would. Um but I'm, I'm glad that they went down the way that they went down. I was able to learn a lot from it and hopefully uh, carry that, you know, playoff experience into, uh, into Saturday's game. And, um, you know, Indianapolis is a very well-coached team. Um, they've got a Hall of Fame quarterback on their side. So we got to do everything in our power to hold on to the ball, um, score when we can score, and, um, you know, try to execute the game plan to the best of our ability. I mean, it still lingers a little bit, just knowing um, – situation of the game and things I could have done differently and uh, reads I could have changed. But again, like I said, I wouldn't, I, I, like I said, if, if I could change it, I obviously would. Um, but I'm glad I, I can't. Uh, I'm glad the lessons that I've learned throughout that game and, you know, really throughout the uh, three years that I've been playing so far and, um, you know, without, without failure, uh, you know, people don't know success. So um, again, we gotta, we gotta find ways to, to put our best foot forward on, on Saturday and try to go get a victory. Get a victory indeed. And I think one lesson I could say learning from last year 
was don't get as stressed out as you did last year. Um, I remember I honestly felt like I was going to have a heart attack inside of NRG Stadium. Um, that was that a game. bad game. Oof. It was a wild game. Um, but honestly, right. he looks so much more poised this year. I really don't think – I mean, and plus you think about they're actually going to have fans now in our stands. It's not away. It's home. These guys got to stay home all week, relax in their own space. They don't have to travel. Like, there's a lot of factors that are going to be better going into this game than were, you know, last year against the Texans. I really think it's going to help them out a lot. Wait a minute. Agreed. Let's talk about Let's talk about the reality here. The biggest – Thing that's going to help us out is the fact that we have a team going into this playoffs. Whereas last year yep. they squeaked in by the grace of yep. God, and we didn't have weapons. We didn't have an offense that could put up points. Now we're going in this thing armed with an offense and a defense. So it's totally different, and and they're poised. Like they're playing these games honestly, like New England has been kicking everybody else's butt for the last ten years. Like they are playing these games with confidence. So I think that you know. Josh's confidence is through the roof. Our wide receiving core is through the roof. And to be quite honest, the whole damn staff is through the roof because they have no reason not to feel like they can't beat the best of the best out there because they are literally the best right now. Agreed. That's fair. Um, I want to bring in my cousin, Vincent Latempio, uh, local patent attorney, um, and Bill's guru. We've been, we, him and I have been talking all week long about the records that the Bills have broke um as well as what this team has in store <laughs> the mafia very nice uh, <laughs> cousin, cousin what's going on hey good evening how you guys doing i i can't read enough about the bills but every time they get so high i get afraid that something's going to happen and they're going to let me down but i'm my biggest fear right now is that i get a false negative uh, or false positive on my 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 cost today and they and they don't let me in the stadium on saturday they said 98%, they're 98%. So 2% of people that are going to be in the stadium um, may have the corona and 2% will, you know, might be a false negative. They won't be allowed to go in or a false oh. positive. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're saying 98% <laughs> the, the test is right. So I'll tell you this. Awesome. <laughs> I'm getting tested again, and I'm going to show it. To, if, if that thing comes back positive, I'm going to get tested again, and I will email that uh, negative to them and say, you're letting me inside here. Um, cousin, I, I know we were talking this week about the records. I shared it on my Facebook. Um, the records, the Bills broke like eight records on Sunday. It was, yeah, it was totally amazing. You know, Jim Kelly, um, Bledsoe, um, Eric Moulds, you know, I mean, on the one that I, I really liked – you know, they said only two teams since since 2012 or something, or since 1970, um, have gone through a whole season with 20 plus first downs in every game. And to me, this is evidence of how good we are. I mean, as far as being able to do drive after you know first down after first down after first down without really a running game per se. Not that we don't have a running game, but we just haven't been using it because we're so good at throwing the ball. But we're having all these first downs. And I remember going back to the Jets game, he kicked six field goals. And that was one of the records. He had 141-point Tyler Bass beat Steve Christie's um, record. But everyone said, well, that was an ugly win. I'm like, ugly win? We never punted the ball. He also missed two <laughs> field goals in there, right? You know, yeah. that could have been a 60-point game if, if we would have scored. And I kept saying to myself, towards the end of the year, those won't be field goals. Those will turn into touchdowns, those drives. And we're capable mm -hmm. of always – 
running, you know, first downs. We're never totally shut down this offense. What do you think uh, – and I and you've been a season ticket holder pretty much since the get-go, um, a fan for life. What, I guess, do you see in this team that you haven't seen um, you know, in teams Michael past? John, I can't hear you. You're breaking up the sound. Is it – I'm the only one hearing that. It's like breaking up. Um, there, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, I guess what do you see in this team – compared to your teams like that you've rooted for in years past. I mean, I know that you've had season ticket holders for most or season tickets for most of your life. Yeah. I mean, in my life, I got to say, I probably listened to the games that weren't on TV. Cause there was one time in my life where, you, you know, even if, if it wasn't sold out, you weren't going to get to watch it. I'd have to sit and listen mm-hmm. to it on the radio. And I, I, you know, I was at every bills game in 1972, 73, when OJ Simpson ran for 2000 yards, I was at every one. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I'd say I've probably been to 75% of all Bills games ever at the stadium. You know, I, so I've been going my whole life. Um, my first games were at the old rock pile. The whole rule was um, I could go and walk anywhere I wanted. You know, they used to have a track around the field, but you couldn't go into the end zone because it, back then they didn't have the nets and there would be a brawl for the footballs after every field goal. When <laughs> <laughs> I was only like eight years old, I w- they just don't get in a brawl over the football. But, but I, I remember, um, I guess the golden years were the 90s, you know, the 80s and 90s with Jim Kelly. And I remember they asked, um, you know, what's a good culture? You know, what's a good culture? What, what, what do you know your team has good chemistry? And Marv Levy used to say, good, good culture is when we know we're going to win and they know we're going to win. And that's, and that's how you start in the field with the Bills. You know, every, you just know that they're going to win the game. You know, you know somehow, some way he was going to pull it out at the end throw a pass to Thurman Thomas or, or Jamie Mueller against the Jets. You know, I was at the game where they tore down the goalposts, and I got the film of it. I, w- I was going to put it up on my YouTube channel of them tearing down the goalposts. Um, and it was a 6-9 to nine overtime game. And Fred Smurlis, wow. had to, or Fred Smurlis had to block a field goal. And they said, they told Fred it was a chicken wing, and he went up and got it. You know, and he blocked the field goal. Then, <laughs> then we kicked the we kicked the extra point. I mean, the the field goal in in overtime. And you know, they talk about an ugly win. You know, against the Jets, eight field goals. Here's three field goals. We tore down the goalposts. And we kicked the we kicked Think the about extra it. Three point. field goals in the whole game, and we tore down the goalposts. And we they carried them up um, to the top of the ledge, and they handed them over hand by hand. Handed it up. I actually got to touch it. I was thinking I should have had a hack, so I could have cut that. That goalpost up and passed it around, you know. If I was going to have something to game with me, you know, and they threw it over the top, and that's what pissed off Bill Polian because somebody could have gotten killed when they threw the goalpost over the top of the uh, of the of the stadium. But wow. but that's what it was like back then in, in the eighties. I think we went twenty two and four at home over a stretch. You know, we just wouldn't lose. You just knew every weekend you you, you were going to win the game. And, and real quick, I want to get your prediction. Um, for this Saturday, Bills Colts uh, to kick off Wild Card Weekend, and and your and your prediction as a whole for the entire postseason. <laughs> well, I got a feeling we have the best team, and if if we play our game, we could we should we should win every game. Um, it's going to be tough against the Chiefs to get to the Chiefs. My prediction is, um, well, my hope that you know the easiest way to get to the to the Super Bowl would be if Baltimore or the or Tennessee goes to. Kansas City and knocks them off. 
and they come back here and play the championship game because Cleveland loses to Pittsburgh and we'll just manhandle Pittsburgh, you know, just like we did before. It won't be just for a half. It'll be for the whole game. And and then it'll be a, it'll be the old AFL barn burners where who scores, who has the ball last is going to win the game. And, and that's yeah. what's going to be like against Kansas city. And I, and then once we get to the Super Bowl, I just don't think we could lose five straight. You know, it's just I don't think it's going to happen. So once we get there, we're going to win that game too. So that that's my my hopes for for this year. So so you're you're calling a Super Bowl right now? Yeah, I don't care who we play in the NFC. We'll beat them. We'll beat anybody wow. in the NFC. You know, NFC is weak. Doesn't matter who they are. NFC Kansas is City's, weak. Kansas City's the team you got to worry about. And then if I'm yep. wrong about about them getting knocked off by. Baltimore, Tennessee, we got to go to Kansas City and beat them there. That's going to be tough. Um, and then I think about Brady and Manning over the years. You know, Manning, every year he'd win 12 games, no matter what. They'd always win 12 games, but but somehow he couldn't get over that hurdle of, of, of Brady in, in New England. So he did win one Super Bowl. So, you know, I'm hoping that that's probably what it's going to be like for the next 10 years. It's going to be Mahomes and, and, uh, and our guy Josh Allen and see who's Who's going to be Brady and who's going to be Manny? But but both of them are always going to have like 12 wins, 11, 14 wins every season for the mm-hmm. next five or six years. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun ride. It will. Cousin, thank you as always. I will see you at the stadium on Saturday. And hopefully the Bills uh, win and we'll get you back yeah. on later this season. All right. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. One more thing. I got a little press this today. This I was on, they were talking about me on the radio because Muckler died. Um, but oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. So, but that was, that was interesting. I tried to call Marty Baran. I said, if you want me, cause I, I, I worked some trademark stuff with Marty and I had him on my phone. I probably called him too close to the instigators though to get on. I said, if you want me to talk about it, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you that, you know, I ended up meeting Muckler at the end and we made it, we made a little amends, but, uh, so, but, but that was an interesting thing today too. So I'll just throw that in there for you. One of these days I'll get on, we'll tell the Muckler story about uh, our little incident at the odd in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll just, yeah, just search my name in the New York times. You'll, you'll find it, but uh, go Bills. Oh, wow. They're going to win the Super Bowl. You heard it here. Go first. Bills. You heard it here first. Cousin, thanks. I'll see you Saturday. All right, guys. All right. That's Mike. My uh, my dad's cousin, I think it's like a great cousin, cousin Vincent Latempio, great guy, a local patent attorney here in town. Very knowledgeable. I like. Oh that. my god, cool. he he literally, if I could show you guys, um, the thread that him and I have via text message over the last two weeks, he sent me. Let me see if I can find the actual text of the records. Um, Sunday morning, here it is. Sends me this text. Let me see if I can get it on my phone here. Holy of all, crap! Of all the records that the Bills could break on Sunday, wow. and I'm like, whole and like I knew about the Allen record, I knew about the Diggs record, but then he's bringing in Sean McDermott enters the day with this this many wins. If he wins today, he uh, breaks the tie with Chuck Knox. Um, we're this many points away from the most points for a team in a season for in Bills history. Tyler Bass's record. Uh-oh. And then it came down to it because Bass broke the record with all extra points. Yeah, obviously we didn't get right. a field goal because we, like I said, we slaughtered the Dolphins. <laughs> um, and we he goes at one point we were we were we were talking and we were like just give the kid a field goal. He's literally two points away. And then 
Then they go for a touchdown. Then he's one point away. And then they go for another touchdown. And he gets it. Uh, but he is he's extremely knowledgeable. And I always love chatting with him about the Bills because he literally like I, I always like to say that I know quite a bit about football and that I'm a huge Bills fan. But then you sit down with Vincent and you talk, oh my God, it's like he knows everything. Well, and going to that many games, you're definitely gonna pick up some serious knowledge. So Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's um he's he's a definitely a wealth of knowledge to say the least in terms of life and and the Buffalo Bills. Um, so it's always great to have him on. Um, so this game obviously is a big one. Um, winner go home, and I want to. There's two things that I think we've we've given the Bills shit for um, throughout the season. Earlier on, it was the defense. And boy, did that change. Um, And the second thing early on in the season was the inevitable third quarter slump. (laughs) And boy, did that change. And I I remember just four weeks ago, I think it was a Matt Bovey tweet because he rules Twitter. Um, He tweeted a third quarter or two touchdowns in the third quarter in this economy. No way. And now it's like we expect that. I mean, we went out there in in the second half with our backups and still put up 20 plus points. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Matt Barkley was going to do much, but those couple he balls to Gabe Davis, I mean, whew, they were nice. He overthrew him by just a little, 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 little bit, but Gabe was still there to get it. Yeah. Um, this team is, this team special. And, and uh, Deion Dawkins today, actually, he came out with an article in the Players <laughs> Tribune. Um, that article was incredible. literally uh, incredible. Um, you guys need to go look at it. It's a letter to Bills Mafia Part Two. It's on the Players Tribune Instagram. Just click the link. Um, Dion tweeted it as well. Um, and this this is what stuck with me here. In the end, he goes, "I won't sit here and act like I know what the future holds. I won't claim to know how the playoffs or the world is about to shake out over the next while. But I love this city, man. And as far as this football team goes, let's just say we've got one thing on our mind: it ain't losing." And he, he, Dion just has embraced Buffalo since, since he got here. Um, and that article, and I know he did the same thing last year. Um, it was another really good article that he wrote. Um, and boy, tearjerker when you, when you read this article, mm-hmm. definitely go look at it. Um, again, it's the, in the player's tribune, he just posted it probably, um, earlier this afternoon. So and definitely go take a look at it. You know, and it, it showed us that these players understand how much it really means to this city, to us as fans. Like, mm-hmm. it really dove into the depth of that, especially with, you know, he had his nine points. That first one talked about what it means to the city, how how long we've been waiting for this, how much it means to us, how people outside of Buffalo or who are not Buffalo fans don't get it. They don't mm-hmm. understand why we're so obsessed with this football team. They really... It, it's hard to understand if you're not a Bills fan. And it it's, is. Right. Like, I want to say that other franchises might be similar, but I really don't think so at all. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And and even Cleveland, too, this year, breaking that 18-year drought, and people compare us to Cleveland all the time. They put us in that same accord. They put us in that same comparison. Buffalo is not the same as Cleveland in terms of, uh, I guess, love for a team. I mean, literally – this entire city here just rallies around the team, whether they're five and ten or five and eleven, six and ten, three and thirteen, this year thirteen and three. Um, they're they're always 
just win or lose, well, they they just live and die by this team. And Will and I have some friends uh, out in Cleveland. I texted one of them to congratulate them on breaking their playoff trial <laughs> because they, they've been hanging in there, man. They've had it rough. I texted Pat. I said, congrats on breaking your drought. I totally know where you're at right now. But to be honest, I guess I don't have as much sympathy for Cleveland because they have a basketball championship. We don't do. we don't have that. Right. Our hockey team does not, you know, they don't win that much either. And maybe yeah. that'll change this year, hopefully. But we finally have this winning team with the potential to get a championship. So it just it means that much more. The Indians were good back in the day, too, so they have that as well. Exactly. Um, and, right. I mean, the, yeah. the team's starving for this city, this city not team this city is starving for a championship and i think i think you all can agree with me when i say this um this is the first team in a damn long time that i think could do it um they the schedule they have an e- i think they have an easy path to the afc championship game i really do no i have to agree um but let's get some to to get some to three keys to the game yes I just 100%. noticed the time, and I was like, wow, time flies when you're enjoying it. I know. I, and there's a ticker up here, and it says how long we've been live for, and I'm looking. I'm like, wow, that this is a good show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, kick it off. Three keys to the game brought to you by 26 Shirts. Hopefully this isn't the last time we do this this year. Alan um, Diggs. Alan Diggs, 20. Um, apparently there's some election coverage on right now, too. We hope you're watching us and not – um, some Georgia Senate. Oh yeah, the Georgia thing is going on. Um, but anyways, you know mine are simple. <laughs> I didn't go too crazy into schemes, into offense, and none of that. Stay humble and hungry. Sean McDermott has preached yep. this. You want to stay humble. Just because you've won the last, you know, nine or ten games, does not mean this <clears> one's going to be any easier. You know, don't take the Colts too lightly. Just stay hungry for the points and keep them moving. Yep. Uh, two, go. This kind of goes hand in hand. Go one and zero. Oh. Literally, that's what you have to do. You have to go one and zero every week until you hit that Super Bowl, and then even that week, you still want to go one and zero. And three, have fun. Honestly, I've noticed this team is when they are successful, they are having so much fun. So if you continue to have fun while you're grinding, I I just don't see them losing. You see them dancing on the sidelines. You see the brotherhood in that locker room. You see how much love they have for each other and the city. So just have fun with it. Don't go in with the jitters. Play the football you've been playing and stay consistent. 100%. Will. Okay. I don't know how this mic is. I switched phones. Um, but it ain't great, but it'll work. Okay. Let's just get through it. Um, it's put pressure on Phillip Rivers. You know, like I was saying earlier, Phillip Rivers, he's a hell of a quarterback. I mean, I love him. He's, he's got tenacity. He's aggressive. But he does make some undecisive throws. So put pressure on Phillip Rivers, stay in the backfield. Second thing is spread the ball around like we've been doing. I mean, we really can't dictate anything new to these Buffalo Bills because they've been playing a phenomenal season for us. Um, just keep doing what you've been doing with that football and spread it around. Tight end play all of our wide outs, including the fact that we have a hell of a fifth right now. Like the fact that John Brown came back, we still have Beasley Davis. You know, and, and obviously, big time, we have wide receivers, so spread the love, keep that ball moving around, keep them on the heels. Um, the other thing would be our running game. We have to establish this running game. Like, we definitely have to keep them honest with that because that's going to open it up for us in that secondary if we can, you know, suck them up to the line, if we can get 
some type of running game going against these boys. So I would say establish the running game. I know this is a fourth, and I know we said three, <laughs> but listen, this is fourth. This is fourth. It's just added on to my uh, second one. But anyway, play with your family, man. Go out there with your brothers. Go out there with everybody on your back. Play the way we played this week, last week. Play the way that this city is embracing you. And that will get them past this game and any other game they play. Will, that was well said, man. Yeah. That was well said. I don't know how to follow that up, but I have to. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I do see it's funny because every single year um, when it comes time to January football, you look at the records, you look at the teams, you look who's in it, um, you look at the hottest team in football. The hottest team in football this year is is the Buffalo Bills right now, at least. You look at what the Chiefs have done in the past couple of weeks, and it's barely squeaking by and beating Atlanta in a game that they had a win to help them secure the one seed. Um, and then, obviously, the Chargers game. I know not all starters were out there for them, but still, the Chiefs The Chiefs look vulnerable right now. Even against us earlier in the year, we, we probably played right. – our second worst game of the season against Kansas city earlier this season. And we still only lost by nine. Um, I know the weather was rough. I know the way we played was rough, Um, but we lost by nine. And I think that um, the bills can, can look at that game and see what they did wrong and what they could change to get 10 more points and beat them uh, this time around. So my three keys to the game start out one, and it's going to kind of piggyback off Will. This city is embracing you. It's rallying around you. Um, I know that stadium is only going to have 6,700 people inside, 6,200 fans. Um, But there's over 750,000 people that are going to be in that stadium this weekend. People are going to be watching this game from far and wide, and it's going to the Bills are going to feel that. Um, I want the Bills this weekend to play play with that emotion, play like the fans are really relying on them. Um, I mean, this is my, – my cousin said it. We've all said it. This is the first time in a long time that we've had a shot. Um, so I'm going right. to use a line from the great Herb Brooks, go out there and take it. Um, I think that if the Bills can um, kind of rally around this city, I think that uh, – there, this team has a good future ahead of them in January or early February. Um, two, don't uh, really, honestly, I, I, I do want to see them get the run game going, but I don't think it's necessarily important. I'm more so concerned about run defense. The Colts um, have shown in, in past weeks, Phillip Rivers' arm isn't what it used to be. His arm, he, right. he is using all of his might just to throw that ball 25, 30 yards. Um and obviously Josh can just do this and throw it for 60. Um, I, they're going to run the ball. Jonathan Taylor is a great back. So is uh, Naeem Hines. Um, I, I definitely think the Colts' run game is going to create some problems. But, again, that's, like I said earlier, the, the defense has stepped up. I think the Bills can stop the run game. And, and if you stop the run game, I think you do win this game. Um, the only threat really is T.Y. Hilton. He's always one of those guys that's hit or miss. He's, he's, he's on, he's off. Um, he's not a, a threat like Stefan Diggs is. Um, and three, it's simple. It's it's two words. Don't lose. Don't lose. And, like and if, if, if you win, 
You have another game next week here in here in Orchard Park. If you win that game, you might have another game in Orchard Park or you're probably going to go to Kansas City. Um, but don't lose. Don't lose. Keep this thing riding. Um, I, I do think, as Josh said, I think that game in Houston last year taught this team a lot. Um, and we saw it in the promo video from the Bills how he said that that, that loss stung, and it still stings. And I think that if, if they can – envision what they went through in Houston last year and that flight home and that um, Kaimi Fairburn field goal to win Houston the game last year. I think if they can envision all that on the field on Sunday, I think they blow the doors off Indy. Um, Bills are only a six and Bills are a six and a half point favorite, which is hysterical to me because we in big games in years past, we'd be 12 point underdogs, 13 point yeah, underdogs. And right. here we are a six and a half point favorite. Um, on wild card weekend, and who knows, we'll probably be a favorite next weekend too, um, depending who we get. But obviously, the team that beats Kansas City, they they're the defending champs. They're the best team in the AFC on paper, um, statistics, standings wise. Um, don't lose. That's it. But how beautiful! How beautiful! How beautiful is it to know that Kansas City is the best team on paper? You know, you, I feel phenomenal hearing that. I love hearing that that's all we have to do is beat them because I feel like we already beat them. And yeah. I feel like half the league has almost beat them when they didn't beat them. I think that the Buffalo Bills have that Mike Tyson face going into pretty much any of these games. You know, when they're, when they're doing coin toss, we're doing that stare down at the 50-yard line at the other squad. Like, no matter which way this coin goes, you, your road to anything comes through us, and we won't yep. allow them to, to get to where they're trying to go. Yep. Well, you know what You know what brought this up, and I, I want to wrap this episode up because it's getting long, but yeah. um, there, there's two things that I saw in the past couple weeks that said, you know what, the Bills are the new Patriots. One, that fake punt right. in, in Foxborough, um, just – you're in your own, you're in what, your own 35, 40 yard line. You pull off fake punt and it works. Um, even if it doesn't work, then you know that your back's against the wall and your Patriots are already inside your territory. That just shows like they're ready to take a risk. Um, but two, I said the Bills could beat the Chiefs two weeks ago when the Chiefs played the Falcons because they won what, mm-hmm. 17 to 14 against Atlanta, a team that has yes. really no threat whatsoever outside of Julio Jones. Um, and they, they were at home too. That game was in KC. And for the first time all season, I saw Patrick Mahomes in a celebratory shot running down the sidelines with his hands up in the air, celebrating for a game winning field goal. And I, that's when I said, you know what? The bills are going to beat the chiefs. The bills can beat the chiefs. Quite frankly, I think the, the winner of this Ravens Titans game is going to beat the chiefs. Um, but obviously we're going to get the winner. If we win, we will get the winner of uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland most likely because you figure Pittsburgh's going to win that game. Um, but obviously the road starts now, and it's on the shirts. It's on the walls. One not done, guys. One not done. Um, hey, so listen, big- I want to shirt out. I want to shirt out the whole podcast season. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it, it, is, what it is. But check this out. Going into this game and any other games that the Buffalo Bills go into, it is what it is. But well, we're about to make it what it's going to be for years to come. 
with this team intact, we're unstoppable. The rest of the division yeah. is falling apart. We, we're going to own this AFC East for years to come. New England's done, man. They're in quarterback rebuild turmoil. The Jets are screwed. Miami's Miami. They're going to drop the ball every year. There's nothing stopping us from winning. So, hey, this is the weekend. Fredo, you'll be at the game. We'll have 100 million people in that in that stands with us cheering these boys on. And if they come out and they play with their family, play, play with your brothers, man. Arm yeah. in arm, put them boys on their back. Defense tenacious. Running game is what it is. Our wide receiving core, I do not think, can be stopped. We're winning this game, and we're going to put fear in the heart of anybody else who's going to play us the next game. As Dion said in his letter today, we're about to settle family business. So as Stevie, says, as Stevie says, handle business, have fun. Uh, guys, it was a pleasure. Hopefully we're back next week talking about a win on wild card weekend and getting prepped for the divisional round. Um, I'm just going to end it by saying go Bills. There it is. Go Bills. Let's go, Mafia. Let's go, Bill, baby. Let's get it home. Beat, beat Indy, and let's just keep moving this thing on. As Dion said, don't lose, guys. We'll see you next week, hopefully talking about a Bills win. For now, this is the Why So Serious podcast. Go Bills. All right, go Bills. Go Bills. Amy Fairburn ready to go after the timeout. It is a 28-yarder for the win. The kick is on the way. It is up. It is good. And the Houston Texans knock the Bills out of the playoffs and the Bills season. Trust me, I get it. There's a lot of pain in going home empty-handed. I won't be over this until we start playing again. But the kind of pain that eats at you just makes us hungrier. But I promise you, our guys are hungry and we'll be back. And we'll never stop fighting. Winners know how to turn that pain into growth. And late last night, things heated up between the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, ending with Stephon Diggs being traded to Buffalo. Stephon Diggs is putting on a clinic now. Stephon Diggs makes a game. They can't be stopped. It's in the same old Bills, man. We're not going to let anybody on the outside tell us who we are. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? 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 Got Tyler Croft open. Touchdown! Touchdown! Are you kidding me? They want to talk about our blue collars and our rust belts. We'll just keep faking guys out of their shoes. Oh, gosh, ankles, socks, and shoes. Go ahead. Keep calling us underdogs while we unleash our quarterback. That gives you all the talking about Josh Allen's been incredible. It's a thing. It's becoming a superstar thing. You signing away. Signing away. Tell us we can't stop the best, that we won't meet the moment, and we will Find a way. Oh, he lost the ball! Buffalo takes over! Down the middle, picked up! Picked up by Jordan Poyer in the end zone! Intercepted by Terry Johnson in midfield! Running down the right side, by he's gonna score! This year, there's no in the hunt, backing in, settling. No, no, we're not showing up to the playoffs on a guest pass. We're writing our own ticket. Easiest way to playoffs is winning your division. That's our mindset, that's our goal. So we'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might be chilly.